0: Welcome to Women, Life, and Science with Cecilia Zapata-Harms. Over the next hour, you will hear Cecilia and her guests discuss, share, and inspire you with the stories of life, careers, challenges, successes, stories about their own lives. Now, here is Cecilia. Good morning, Women, Life, and Science.
1: We are at the end of February, and funny enough, just yesterday, a few people have mentioned February was taking a little long and taking its sweet time to to move us into spring, which is kind of ironic because here we are, we're at the end of of the month and literally spring is right around the corner. Um, So doing the podcast, doing this podcast has been a tremendous gift and blessing for me, not only with learning the how-tos because you want to learn new things all the time, but meeting the guests on the show, which brings us to our guest today. Um, Every once in a while, you meet someone or someone is introduced to you and you immediately feel a deep connection with that person. And well, Christian Graves is is one of them, I I truly believe that. Um, We're in for a treat because we're We're going to do this interview just a a little bit of uh, organically, but we are going to talk about a few things. Um, And I tell you, I cannot wait until all of you meet her uh, in a few seconds, but let me just read her bio. Um, Christian Graves is a faith walker, a nurse practitioner, a health enthusiast, and author of soon to be published, if not already out titled Almost a Wife. Christian has seen her share of dark days, but has overcome them by staying close to God. Her testimony has healed many, and she has encouraged numerous patients, students, and colleagues to join her in the journey from heartbreak to wholeness. And, and already, like my heart is just sort of like, oh boy. She has over 15 years of experience in the healthcare arena and has worked in areas of education from preschool through the doctorate level. She enjoys her uh, quiet time with Jesus, spending time with family, hiking, cooking, traveling, and snuggling with her fur baby on the couch on a rainy Washington day, although she just told me that it's not raining in Washington right now. So hello, Christian. <laughs> Welcome to Women, Life, and
2: Science. How are you? Hello. Hello. I'm great. How are you, We're,
1: I'm I'm great. I'm great. It's uh it's a beautiful day outside. It's not raining. Like you <laughs> said in Washington, it's not raining in South Carolina. So, it is a little bit cold, um but I'm I'm uh I'm so excited that we're doing this. So, I'm I'm very honored to have you on the podcast. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Oh. So, Christian, I always like to tell or ask our guests to tell us a little bit about you tell us your story, where you grew up, your family. And I know that you just mentioned this to me, that you have a sister in Charlotte, North Carolina. So hopefully we get to meet her when you come over (laughs) sometime in the next month.
2: Yes, that would be wonderful. I am one of five, so um, I'm the youngest girl. And then I have a younger brother. Um, My mom, um, with her first marriage, My biological dad was in the Navy, and so we moved around quite a bit. Um, The furthest we lived was in Japan, and my uh, brother was born there, and my first five years of life, that's where we lived. And so I always just appreciate that foundation because I know that it helped to just open my eyes and open my heart and just see people like at their core and not really reflect on what they may look like and also helps me to give people more grace, I believe, too just give them more chances mm-hmm. for me to actually learn more about them. but yeah growing up I always said I wanted to be two things. I said I wanted to be a mommy and a doctor so yeah. <laughs> um, being a nurse practitioner I feel like that's essentially what I do the so it ties yeah. everything together um, yeah. allows me to be a little more a um, little more holistic um, versus initially I was pre-med when I went to college. And I had my own health issues. And with those health issues, I, uh, of course, had my physician, which I loved and adored. But that was the first time I worked with a nurse practitioner. And I just fell in love with her approach to taking care of me and realized that was the best fit for me. So I uh, went back to Have school.
1: You, and changed so, my major. Yeah, no. So you changed your major and went into a nurse practitioner? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think I told my mom. I think I just went into the office because at 18, <laughs> you're an adult. So <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. So have you always lived in Washington State or? Oh, no, no. So I grew up mostly in
2: Ohio, um, was born in San Diego, California, and I've lived in California twice as an adult. So
1: yeah. and the rest of the family are all over the place. Yeah, pretty much. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that well, that must be hard keeping keeping track of them, um, and must be hard. Now, how long have you lived in Washington State? And you're in kind of like in the south so,
2: south uh, south of King County, south of Seattle, right? Yes, yeah. Um, so let me see. I think just over six months. I got here the end of the summer, so August. So I have to actually ah. count. These because I'm flying so fast, so I'm still really new to Washington. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Lots of lots of things to discover still. Well, you and I have a mutual friend, Wendy O'Shaughnessy. That's how we yeah. met. Um, and obviously you've heard her on this show that she's been she's been on a couple of times already. Uh in fact, I'm gonna talk to her later today as well. Um, so kind of I we have a similar uh background. I'm I'm a Navy brat. We lived all over the place, we lived in Japan. Um thought about going into healthcare also uh I actually went to pre-med the whole bit and then I got bit by the um uh Dr. Sonia Soland. I, I remember her very well. She she actually was one of the anthropologists that worked with uh the leakys I don't know if you're if you're familiar with with Mary Leakey and Richard Leakey. They're the ones who discovered um Lucy, the first uh, sort of humanoid. Um, yeah, so the the it was just very I, I just love the the science part of the social cultural anthropology. and so I got bit with the anthropology bug and decided to to change my major all the way, you know, to going into that direction instead. So very similar, again, you know, kind of hindered yes. spirits here. let's talk a little bit about you mentioned a little bit of a health issue um being that this is a a women's show can you share what what that is and what what you've learned and how did how you navigated through the that health issue
2: yeah um at that point um they had found some abnormal cells on my cervix so with that um it was great like it wasn't to the point where thankfully where i would have needed like a full hysterectomy or anything like that um but my physician was very much like this is um you know this is a path and telling me the worst case scenario and if we need to do a hysterectomy then that's just what we have to do and that was where he drew the line and being 18 or 19 years old you know that's pretty scary to hear yeah, especially so young you were young, young. Uh, yeah And um, thinking about how, you know, I haven't had the chance to have children yet, that is something that, as I mentioned, I had always wanted to be a mommy. And although there are different avenues to becoming, you know, a mother, um, just thinking that so abruptly the ability to birth a child could be taken away from me was pretty, pretty scary. And um, once I was introduced to the nurse practitioner, she just shared, um, she looked at me as a whole person. And she said, you know, well, that's not necessarily where we're at yet. These are some things we can do to help boost your immune system. So we talked about, you know, simple things from vitamin supplements in my diet um, all the way through um, more detailed lifestyle things and talking about the potential to um, like harvest and freeze eggs. If it came down to it, if I would need a hysterectomy, if things did advance. Um, So, as I said, I just love that she sat down with me, talked about what my goals were and my concerns were, and helped me create, you know, little plans and achievable goals for each of those things that I mentioned were important to me.
1: Well, that, that's that got to be hard to kind of navigate through being a young woman. Um, did you find it? Uh, you know, there has not been very many um, activities, although much more so now, with regard to improving women's health and talking about women's health, um, let alone for young women at that age to understand what a woman's health is about and what does that entail. Uh, luckily, you had a nurse practitioner that was, you know, uh, actually uh, knowledgeable enough to be able to share this information with you, but. Would you say that you also had to do your own research to understand exactly what she was talking about? Because you probably didn't know at that age, right? Right,
2: right. And, you know, being so young and being brand new in pre-med, I'll admit, like, the amount of research I did then was nothing near, you know, the amount that I would do now if I had had that. But um, at that time, another big thing that we had talked about, that was towards the beginning of when the HPV vaccine came out. And that was actually, um, you know, I believe, and for me, it was a huge blessing. So I did do quite a bit of research on that. Um, again, because it had just came out, there wasn't too much as far as what are the potential side effects. You know, it said all the normal things with vaccines, like you, you know, redness in the arms, pain in the arm. Um, but as far as long-term things, because there hadn't been long-term research, um, it was kind of like, I just had to weigh the pros and cons and kind of prey on it and just see and learning about even back then the number of strains of hpv that they knew they the vaccine could cover for and now it covers you know a multitude more um but i did decide to go ahead and do that and that was a great a great choice for me so
1: oh, good well i'm glad that, that you found you found the the answer that you needed at the time so um um, you are working with veterans groups, right? Is that correct? Yeah. I think if I recall you are. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, ful- fulfilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Um, kinda, like I should yeah. see how much I'm smiling here. Like I do. Um, <laughs> it does bring me joy to help them. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, mainly a part of it is also because you're familiar with it, right? You're, you you were in a military background, uh, family from a military family. So it's always... Um, it feels good to be able to to sort of give back in, in yeah. some form. Yeah, for sure.
0: Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Third Eye Bio LLC marries expertise from across several fields to create a novel platform that assists startup, small and mid-cap companies attempting to break into the fast-paced biotech sector. With over 30 years in the biotech and life science industries, they have the experience, knowledge and relationships to help architect and guide your company's goals and initiatives. They have developed a comprehensive approach each being led and managed by seasoned industry professionals covering all the necessary elements needed for new company success and market breakthrough.
1: Creating Presence with Dr. Sandra Bloom and Sarah Yannissey explores the catastrophic consequences of human biology and psychology colliding with our political, civic, and economic systems. They investigate innovations across the human service sector that are helping to change our course and to restore our collective social health. Creating Presence with Dr. Sandra Bloom and Sarah Yannisi, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Women, Life & Science. Have a question for Cecilia or her guests? Email Cecilia at Cecilia.ZH at WLScience.com. Now back to the show with Cecilia. So let's talk about the book a little bit. Um, actually, a lot <laughs> <laughs> because
1: I love the title, um, but it's also um, it's a it, it's a it's a very interesting title because it it makes one as a woman to think what it means, what it meant for you to even come up with that title. Um, and is, is I, I can't remember now, is the book out? Uh, you can buy it now, right? Or not yet. So I can't not really remember.
2: Yet. So it will be available okay. on all major platforms, February, or not February, April 2nd, 2024. Um, okay. I am thinking about doing a few, like a small release where you can buy a couple, like I'll have a few copies personally that can be purchased. Um, But yeah, the official date is April 2nd.
1: Oh, fantastic. Well, I I want, I want one of the first ones, please please sign it. I got (laughs) it. That's right. What prompted, what prompted you to write this book? There has to have been, um, uh, a uh, part of of a life experience that got you to to really think about writing this book and why you why you wanted to do it. Tell us yeah. about that.
2: Absolutely. So it was um, quite a few different instances, and um, the subtitle for the book is uh, "A Journey from Heartache Heartbreak to Wholeness." So. Um, forgive me for the stumble on words. Initially it was heartache and then going through the whole editing process and things evolve, you know, through this long journey. Um, sure. It's been about a year um, since I jumped into the the whole committing to right. editing and share it with yeah. the world. So um, yeah. So the journey from heartbreak to wholeness and um, it's a love story between me and God is what it's truly about. But in becoming almost a wife in the physical, you know, I was engaged a few times. Um, The one big one, we were, everything was essentially paid for, except for, I want to say the caterer maybe. And Mm -hmm. um, then in a conversation, um, we decided to kind of postpone things and just in sitting and really thinking about everything, we realized that we were not the best fit for each other. Um, And I do... Definitely wish, in a perfect world, I want everybody to be full of joy and in love and with their person. And so I'm like, he deserved to have that person. And I didn't feel like I was that person for him. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. although it stunk and I had my dream ring and I had my dream dress and all that, all the things, um, yeah, I just had to really bite the bullet and then go through that healing process, um, which... It's not very fun. Of course, when you're going through it, uh, lots of tears, um, Mm -hmm. definitely, uh, definitely counseling and all that. And I'm a huge advocate, you know, for mental health. So for multiple things, not just the big things, but, um, yeah, going through the healing and then just learning for me, what it actually even meant to be a wife, like several people kind of, and especially gentlemen that I had dated, like they would say things about, um, different characteristics I guess that they saw in me that they thought would make me a good wife and I'm just like okay you know whatever and I was very still focused on my goals um, career rise and just other things that I had planned so I was like it wasn't ever really on my radar so I'll just kind of go back to when I uh, mentioned in the introduction that for me I knew mom and being in the medical field those were for sure the things being a wife Mm -hmm. i don't know if it comes up i guess but i was raised by a single mother i was raised by a tribe of other single like strong women that were career oriented that were amazing mothers um so that's what i saw that's what i was familiar with so to say um i wanted to accept this title or accept this role that i knew nothing about you know i kind of equate that to accepting. A job like you go on want interview for a job and accept it right away and you, you didn't even read the job description so yeah
1: yeah yeah interesting you know there must have been and i i always say this you know not necessarily a divine intervention of some sort but it's a you know there's a our soul our spirit talks to us yeah. right and for the most part we need to learn how to listen to that because (laughs) they do, it does tell you where the right Mm -hmm. direction is, but also at the same time, uh, it allows you to be able to make those choices for yourself as well. I mean, it it empowers you to make some significant choices. Somewhere in there, I'm sure you have intuitively, as a young woman, you know, this, this is, this is not, this is not unique mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, well a lot of young women uh, you know uh, go through this kind of decision making yes. um, uh, and we always think that yeah, we we meet somebody, we fall in love, we got married and yeah you have the family. Sometimes we decide we're gonna do the career first mm-hmm. um, and then from there then the rest will follow. How did you? What was, what was the process for you? I mean, because like I said, a lot of young women are, are going through something similar now. Yeah. What, what would you say to them? How did you navigate it through all that and make the, the right decisions to tell your future partner? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry.
2: I don't think it's going to work. I mean that, and that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will share, and I don't think, um, I don't think she would necessarily mind, but um, or I'll phrase it this way. Someone very important in my life um, went through a very similar situation and um, the gentleman that she married, she married him because she thought he was different. She thought he was a safe choice. And that's kind of the, not kind of, that is the path that I was on with this particular gentleman. So mm-hmm. I, um It's common, you know. We did. It's very common by the same person Mm -hmm. so many times, then someone different comes along. You're like, okay, I have to. This has to be the one. So, yeah, Yeah. that's uh, that's definitely what I did. And like I said, as more things started popping up, because it was a very quick engagement, which I don't, you know, I don't hold that against either one of us. I think when it's your person, I don't believe there's a time frame on it. That's right. For us, I think that we really did need to take the time to have bigger conversations and really sit and be honest with ourselves and with each other. So as we started to do that, we started to drift further apart. And I did have to, um, like I said, mostly be honest with myself. And once he um, brought up the conversation actually about us postponing the wedding, that was the first time that I did not feel safe. And mm-hmm. that made me realize the real reason why I was with him. And I was like, yeah, so everything else, does everything else fit? And the answer mm-hmm. was no, even though he was a really nice guy.
1: Yeah. Well, being honest with yourself, how did you do that? You know, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't I do know. that
2: naturally. It I takes do practice. That. For me, um, I've always been kind of, so funny story. Back to childhood is one, yeah. <laughs> one of the last no, times. One of the last. I love. I love stories. Yeah. This is
1: where this is where the stories come in. Yeah, the lessons yeah. learned come from our stories, right? So, exactly.
2: Yeah, tell us the story. So one of the last times I got disciplined by my mom, I was in second or third grade. And I just remember as she was going through her speech, as far as why I was getting in trouble, she said, if you would just stop lying. And that really, for whatever reason, shook me to my core. And I was like, okay, I got it. I can't lie. I'm done. So since that time, I overshare with her and overshare with a lot of other people. Um, So the concept of honesty, um, I do hold that like top tier. And so I hold myself to that same standard. And realizing and just seeing it, seeing it in action, um, that if you are honest with people, even if your honesty hurts in the moment, it's a lot better than the detriment that will come from maintaining a lie or trying to maintain a lie. Mm -hmm. So once I was able to sit down and be honest with myself, yeah, it sucked for that moment. When I was like, wow, I got all the way here. All these people are expecting invitations. Like this is going to be really embarrassing. But if I marry this man and I'm miserable and he ends up being miserable and we end up getting divorced. Then that's going to be way more catastrophic than this temporary heartbreak right now.
1: Yeah, this this temporary setback. But once you, you know, and then having the heartbreak how did you you mentioned it's the journey from heartbreak to wholeness Mm -hmm. what was the journey to wholeness how did you do that you feel like you've achieved your wholeness today where you are today
2: a lot more whole today I feel like wholeness is a continuous journey so until we've completed our entire purpose that um For me, it's God, whoever you call your higher being, whatever they put you here on this earth for. um, I think that that is ultimately our wholeness and maintaining that relationship with them. Because from there, having that relationship, that consistent relationship with your higher being, it transcends into every other relationship that we have. So Mm -hmm. once I was able to first learn relearn what love meant to me and learn what being loved well looks like and learned how to love other people well. And that started with my friends making sure that I was accountable, make sure I called them back when I said I was going to call them back. Um, If a friend mentions that, you know, they miss me and I do have the funds or they feel like they need me or they're going through something, I hop on a plane and I show up. And those are the things, you know, I would want and the things that my friends do for me and the things that I had to learn to let them do for me, because it can be um, uncomfortable when you're always waiting on the other shoe to drop. So I
1: had Mm -hmm. to learn
2: uh, expecting bad things and just learn to let life be life and be the best person that you can be in this life.
1: Yeah, you remind me of a relationship that I have with a very, very uh, great friend. We've known each other for a long time, Um, but we didn't meet each other uh, as a young, as young women. We met, well, we were still young back then, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, not, not as childhood friends or high school friends, but it was later in life. We were both somewhat in our, pretty close to our um, uh, a little bit more mature on the early career side. And um, it is a relationship Because my next question to you is, you know, you didn't do this by yourself. You have other people around you that held you accountable, like you said, but also be able to the honesty, be able to speak your mind to the, to your other, um, friends in life, um, because that's, that's who, you know, holds you accountable my this one friend is exactly that we have said things to each other that probably has been hurtful at some point um in life but we are still friends and so but that's what makes it so whole Mm -hmm. going back to the wholeness right is understanding what that feels like it doesn't mean that being whole doesn't mean it's perfect and happy and whatever all the time, but you go through some, some, some things together. Um, Breaking down the the book for us a little bit. um, And I know that, that it's not quite out yet. We don't want to give away the, the, the insights that's there. How did, how did you break out? How did you break the, what are the, the segments of the book that you're trying to impart the lessons learned that you want to impart to people?
2: Yeah. So I broke it down into, um, five different sections and I will just say that, um, really, quick, I wanted to say two things because that just sparked when you were talking about essentially wholeness and how yes. it means that, um, it doesn't mean that everything's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, to me, I think the definition and what it actually encompasses is being able to be accepted despite your flaws. So having somebody, that will love you through all of that. And like you said, just call you out on it when they're like, Hey, you know, you have this particular calling on your life and the way you're acting doesn't line up with that. So I have to say this to you, you're going to be mad. We might not talk for a couple of weeks. <laughs> might not talk for a yep. couple months. months, yep. but it's for your good. It's because I love you. So, yep. um, yeah. But yeah, the book, I wrote it for, um, I'm a godmother to five, four of them are almost, almost adults by American standards, getting close to 18, which is, it blows my mind. Um, And then uh, the youngest is still in elementary school. So in thinking about my goddaughters in particular and thinking about um, just the young woman, the young teenage girl, adolescent girl in each of us, and Mm -hmm. thinking about what I would, what I've, missed out on or what I needed back then that could have helped me navigate life a little better. So um, the places that I was searching for love, the things that I thought meant love, um, teaching that the places where we actually go to find true love. And like I said, to be loved wholly, to be loved well, and from there learning how to reciprocate that love to everybody around us.
1: Yes, I have, I have goddaughters also. I totally understand um, uh, where you were uh, describing, what you were describing there, because one, one of the things that I remember having a discussion, of, this was probably sometime in 2017, and I was transitioning from one career to another, and my goddaughter and I went to Scotland together, uh, and I remember the conversations and she was kind of contemplating a little bit of a, a different pivot in her life, um, mainly to actually live in a different country altogether. Uh, she's Canadian and she now lives in New Zealand, but that was a pivotal time for, for both of us having the conversation. And I remember letting, telling her that if you know that you can do it, Mm -hmm. then do it. right. I I said, everybody else will support you based on, you know, because they know that you are going to be successful uh, in that there isn't anything that's going to stop you besides yourself from doing the thing that you, uh, her heart is just calling to, to go in that direction. And I said, then go that direction. There is nothing wrong with that. And in the same way, it was like, whatever it is that I said to her <laughs> was also the message that I said to myself. That you needed for
2: yourself. That exactly. Isn't that funny? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait, uh, I should listen to what I have to say.
2: <laughs> right? Take my own advice. Like, wow. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which I'm sure is probably the same with you. You yes. know, I'm- when you were at the time that you were writing this was also the time that you probably thought. Yeah, this is also a message for me and a reminder. Yeah, um, yeah. right, of the journey.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All the reading that you reading and rereading you have to do through the editing process. Um, you know, it was just cool to go over things that still encouraged me. And then I was like, oh wow, I wrote that. And I'm like, you know, God wrote it through me. Cause so I'm like, I don't like wow. So I definitely um hope and believe that it will bring some motivation and bring some healing to a lot yeah. of women out there and men too, if you decide to buy it.
1: <laughs> Ab- absolutely. Well, for the most part, they actually, you know, read it too, right? And I think mm-hmm. it's important. Um, so are you, once it's, uh, so April 2nd, it's out um, mm-hmm. available are you, you going to do like a little circuit to introduce them, uh, do readings, passages here and there, or book clubs and stuff like that? What are you what are you thinking? Um,
2: I would love to. So I'm still um, looking and open. Of course, I'm still working full time, you know, as a nurse practitioner. Uh-huh. So that definitely makes it a little more challenging. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, we'll see. I've um, been looking and speaking with different people who have um who also have podcasts. So I'd love to do some more, like you said, just one-on-one conversations. I think intimate settings are my favorite, um, but I would love to do, you know, some book signings and just meet women and just be able to speak and encourage them and hear their, their stories as well. I think that would be amazing.
1: No, my gosh, if I, uh, so I have this and I'm going to say it out loud. It's going to be on the recording. So I don't know what's going to happen here, but um, my ultimate desire was to have, uh, a small bookshop a bookstore of some sort
0: yeah. um,
1: someday honey <laughs> absolutely it's gonna can, happen yeah it's someday, gonna happen you know you're gonna, you can come over and by then you probably have three three four books uh published <laughs> are you thinking of writing another one though that's a great question
2: yeah actually that's yeah. so funny because um yeah as soon as I finish that one I don't even know. It wasn't very long after, um, that God did give me the title for the next book. And I was like, oh, so this is going to be a thing. Okay. (laughs) Uh So I'm good with that. (laughs) That,
1: Isn't that amazing how that, (laughs) that happens? Um, what is the, what's, what's your message? What's the takeaway, um, to the listeners right now? Um, what do you want them to, to remember?
2: just that there really is no expiration date on when you decide to heal so Ooh. it is a journey, um, but it's never too late you're never too far away um yeah that i love that this. awesome it's just yeah it's just making a decision One day you just have to make the decision and stick with it. And I promise. And that there
1: is no expiration to your to to healing. Meaning keep going. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's it is a journey, as you know, as I said, it's continuous, um, but it's worth it. And just everything that you pick up along the way is is so beautiful and all of the lives that you can change by deciding to make the decisions to change your own. Like you just, you have no idea how great it could be.
1: So. Oh, cool. Well, so we're, we're coming up into our, our end time, but I have a couple of rapid fire questions if you're okay with it. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's do it. So, um, what has been the hardest lesson for you? in this, in this, in this current
2: lifetime? the Hardest lesson. Uh, Learning to give grace. I will say I used to be very good at, um, which sometimes it's appropriate to cut people off and you don't give a lot of chances, but, um, yeah, I used to be a little too quick to do that. So learning that I need grace, so I need to extend grace to other people.
0: (laughs) Mm,
1: That's a good one. Yeah. and and um the, when you were talking i was like okay judgment got to stop that
2: mm. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's so hard of, like every time you think you're so good something else pops up get you of off track <laughs> yeah.
1: but then then you have to turn around and give yourself grace and forgive yourself yes. For, yes. for being judgmental so you know <laughs> exactly yes yeah. all right what what has been the most important lesson that you've learned
2: in in life right now to date to date most important lesson um that love is truly unconditional if it's really love then there's nothing that you can do to get rid of it so to speak you can't earn it you can't um yeah you can't show out you can't get different accolades and achievements to try to gain more love Um, If it's true love and if it's organic, then it is there no matter what.
1: Mm, That's a great message. Oh my gosh. Okay. Last one. Last one. It's going to make you think, I think, (laughs) I think it's going (laughs) to make you think because it makes people think. Um, If you were to have dinner with a woman in history and go as far back as you'd like, what would be the first thing that you would ask her?
2: Mm. Mm. Man, so first I have to think of the woman. There's so many choices. First, go 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 uh, go with the first one that you thought of. Yeah, um, the first person I thought of. Um, was Eve. Cause I'm like, I mean, she started it all. So, <laughs> and yes. just wondering, um, yeah, I would just want to know more about like her perspective on the conversation and how she ended up where she was um, as far as, you know, the forbidden fruit and um, you hear so many different variations on that particular story. And just knowing like how we are even today. And there's always just different, there's always different parts to the story. So yeah, I've always just been curious though. So, like, what did you hear, you know, when the serpent spoke to you? How did he phrase it? And you know, what, what was her mindset that entire day? Like, you know, maybe she just was having a really bad day. There's just, I just want her to paint the picture and just share yeah. with all of us. Oh, we ended up here today with all the the cramps and the, the painful <laughs> childbirth and all the all the things
1: <laughs> all, all <laughs> the what
2: started it first Ta- talk
1: about <laughs> yes, actually you're the first person that actually brought her up because it, it would be an interesting conversation to go directly to the source yeah. and ask the first woman to just ask her what is this about why why are we here right what happened just what happened what (laughs) What has what was the purpose what happened and um and somewhere in there she probably has a crystal ball right and has a, a pretty good idea of what the future holds um anyway so all right christian thank you so much for being on the show i really really appreciate you um, I, I cannot wait to read the book, um, and to share your story again, where I'm, I'm thinking that maybe we should think about, um, doing some sort of, and people have done this actually via Zoom, uh, some sort of book club t- kind of thing or, yeah. So, um, let's, let's, that. let's, let's think on that and, and, uh, let's, let's make it happen. And then I hope to see you at the conference, uh, at the end of April. And your sister. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It has been such a pleasure, Cease. All right. We'll talk to you soon. What a soulful young woman Christian is. She's such a, just a very insightful young woman. She has such a calming demeanor. And it's clear that she's done a great deal of personal and deep work within herself. Thank you again for listening to Women, Life, and Science. See you next week.
0: Stay fabulous and true, ladies. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women, Life, and Science. We hope Cecilia and her guests enlightened you as you walk your own path.